Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Jan Roos, and I'm here today with Nick Worker from Answering Legal. So you guys have probably heard a little bit, you know, episode to episode, we, we constantly get back to the importance of intake as far as kind of taking the ball across the end zone for the touchdown with intake. And Nick is one of the great experts on this. He's talked to law firms all over the country. Um, this is his bread and butter day in, day out. So we're really excited to have him on. So thanks, Nick. Yeah, happy to be here. Excited. Yeah. So... Yeah. And so usually uh, we like to kind of start start off with kind of uh, the, the superhero origin story. So you mind telling us a little bit about how you got into this and uh, slash how, uh, how Answer Legal got into this? Superhero story. I fell into a, a vat of toxic waste and then I came out and I could do legal intake. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't even know. No. Actually, this, this whole idea was started by a, a friend of mine and their family. And I was in college and they told me about it. And they were like, yeah, we're starting an answering service. And they kind of explained it to me. And I didn't really understand what an answering service was. And I kind of forgot all about it. And then less than a year later, I needed a job. I'm leaving college, no direction in life. And I just started doing phone sales for them and learned all about the business. And we started going out as uh, answering legal because we started specializing in answering for lawyers. And what we did really good was, or did really well, was we did the legal intake. It's funny because... There's some people that you talk to who know a lot about legal intake, and there's some people who are just like, I just want you to answer my phone and send me my messages. And wow. Yeah, it's probably, and yeah, no, it's, it's probably a different thing too. Whenever I always ask questions, I mean, we, we have conversations with law firms all the time when we're, we're either prospecting or intaking or, or managing their, their marketing spend. And most of the time, the ones that have the numbers and process down are almost invariably the ones that are most successful. I'll probably say there's a lot of law firms that think they know what they know <laughs> that's happening on intake, but usually the, uh, the numbers tell a different story. One of the things, you know, you guys started out with with more of a broad, you know, intake types of firms you guys are working with. What really was different for for the legal industry that you guys decided to focus on? What was different is, in my opinion, when we really got into the game of answering for lawyers, we spoke to a lot of firms that already had answering services. So they knew, you know, you have to answer your phone. People are calling you. If you let it go to voicemail, they're going to call somebody else. But a lot of them didn't really want to try an answering service because it wasn't effective for them. And what I mean by that is, you know, you can get a lot of calls, you can generate a lot of leads, but if you're not capturing those correctly, you're really not going to keep them and you're not going to earn their business. So what we got really good at was we customized. So we had like four main types of law that we would call out to. We we were really small. We were just a startup. We had a tiny room, tiny building, very few employees. We just came up with you know, by speaking to a lot of people, what would they want in an, in an ideal world? What, what kind of questions would you want us to ask a prospective new client? And we built it basically from there. We started doing it really well. We had, we, we were very fortunate. We had really good employees. We had really good people answering the phone. You know, we had a cohesive team. We had a mission. But it was really important that not only did we answer the phones politely and professionally and sound good, that we asked the right questions to the client, right? So like, if you're a DWI guy, Right. We were just talking about this. If you're a DWI guy and you get a phone call, you don't really care that much about, you know, guy's address and how he's going to pay and this, that, the other. You want to know, 
the details of the case so that you can call him back and you can convince him that you're the right guy for the case. Right. So we'll ask him, you know, and so we want to sound professional too. We don't want to sound like just a call center. We want to sound like we're an extension of your firm. So when somebody calls in, they're like, yeah, I got a DWI. We're like, oh, okay. You know, that's totally fine. What was the date of the arrest? Did you do the breathalyzer test? Did you do a field sobriety test? What's the charges against you? If you did blow, what's the BAC? What else do we say? I'm going off the top of the head here. I don't have notes in front of me or anything. That's how I look Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> but it's important though, because when somebody ends up calling, and this is kind of relevant right now because I've actually been uh, calling a lot of law firms recently and, and unfortunately having to go through reception and such a such a huge difference in you know what you have. So, you know, take even a firm that's, really has a qualified reception staff, if they're not ready to answer specific to the practice area that that call is coming from, it's going to be a completely different experience, you know, let alone if somebody has, you know, one of the ones I've run into often is the, uh, you know, the shared, the shared office secretary who just answers law firm without even qualifying who it is. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's getting people, you know, the experience that that lets them feel like they're going to get taken care of. So as far as the the firms that end up usually, you know, doing the best with you guys, have you seen any sort of a pattern for for kind of who's in need of a service like this more than anyone else? Oh, yeah. I mean, we have, I can tell you our four main ones that love us the most are guys who practice criminal defense, guys who practice personal injury, consumer bankruptcy, not not really corporate bankruptcy, and family law. And the reason being is those are the types of law where people are calling and they're kind of desperate, for lack of a better term. If you get arrested, you really want help right away. If you need to file bankruptcy, not something that you're like, ah, oh, I could do this down the line. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're trying to get divorced, that's not something that usually wears off. And by the next day, you're trying to do that as soon as possible. And, you know, it's kind of funny when you talk about it like that. But, you know, if you want to earn somebody's new business, you kind of have to ask the right questions. And it's funny, like I've been calling a lot of doctors, right? I have like stomach problems. I'll call a doctor and they won't even ask me like, why are you calling? What's wrong with you? What symptoms are you experiencing? They just like take all my information. They're like, what insurance do you have? And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And I feel like I'm going to go in there and I'm going to waste a bunch of time anyway, right? Or like maybe I don't want to go and I'm going to cancel. And these are real thoughts I'm having. I just did this before. Yeah. And it's absolutely the same situation because, you know, you you think of one thing. It's, you know, sometimes we're lucky enough to get somebody to reach out and call our our phone number as a law firm. But, you know, it's it's another thing entirely, especially if you have something like uh, in-person consultation. You know, if if they're having a negative experience on the phone, is it easier for them to commit to, you know, maybe a 45 minute drive or train? Or is it easier to call the next person that's listed on Google? In most cases, it's probably the second one. So and then the thing that's shocking is, you know, when you see these firms that are investing so much and stuff like AdWords, pay-per-click, SEO, all these things. It's like if you actually, you know, broke down the actually costing to make the phone ring, you know, you wouldn't be so cavalier with the way that you'd have your secretary answer the phone. <laughs> nope. <laughs> we say that all the yeah. time too. We'll, we'll ask a guy like, how much are you spending a month on advertising? I would say a regular solo practitioner spending, in my opinion, you would know better than me actually, but like five grand a month, say, right? Right. You're getting a hundred phone calls a month. 5,000 divided by 100, I'm not a math guy, is what, 50 bucks every time the phone rings? If you're not making sure that every single time the phone rings, that you're giving yourself the best opportunity to close that case, you just wasted 50 bucks. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. And 
let alone to think of like, you know, the opportunity cost wasted of potentially, you know, I mean, I would say we're usually asking the question as far as what people are, are closing. I don't know if you guys keep any sort of metrics on this. Do you guys ask ask any of your prospects or do you guys keep track internally of how many, you know, outside calls will actually end up turning into a client? Oh, absolutely. Okay. And uh, what kind of benchmarks are you guys seeing? Obviously, it's going to be different for different practice areas. So... It's, it, it is different for different practice areas. Whenever we're closing a deal, that's something we bring up, right? So we classify, and especially for our clients, we classify who's a new client, who's an existing client, you know, what calls we didn't charge you for because they were nonsense, right? I mean, we'll call them and say, oh, you know, you did you enjoy the trial? Yeah, I loved it. Oh, uh, you, I got it here. You picked up seven new clients during the trial. You convert any of those? And the guy will be like, yeah, I converted three or four of them already. Sometimes it takes a while, right? I mean, you got to get the guy in the office. You got to give him the whole consultation, especially like a uh, personal injury will take a little bit. But uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely have metrics on. I, it's hard to get people to confirm whether or not they got paid on it. But I mean, <laughs> I have to assume that people are getting paid on a lot of it because <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd be out of business if they weren't. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you see different numbers as well. So, I mean, generally, you know, what, what we, we've kind of seen it and also, you know, we've got relationships with consultants and, and that sort of thing where it's another thing, but, you know, usually it's, it's calls to booked appointments and then, you know, booked appointments to close cases. And a lot of the times, you know, I kind of ask about what people's closing rate is and they'll usually give their, their books, you know, their, their appointments closed. They're like, Oh yeah, you know, we'll close 90% of the people that come into the office. And then, well, you realize that that that's, you know, 10 people on the hundred calls that they made. So that first gets a little bit less impressive, but as far as, you know, yeah. And, and do you guys have any like sort of like, you know, I guess a criminal law attorney, like how many appointments would, would you guys say get booked on, you know, a hundred calls for that? I don't even know. We can nix this combo if we have to. <laughs> what? So not everybody wants appointments booked in their calendar. They don't like to set it up. Some people don't know how to set it up. You know, it's a whole thing. I do know for the people that do set up appointments, it works really well. And I mean, if we're taking all their calls and the new clients are calling in and we're doing a good job on intake, I would say maybe out of 100 calls, maybe 20 or 30 will come into their office. Yeah, you know what? That that probably ends up matching up with the numbers that we see. So I would say, you know, usually for for kind of untrained or you know the solo guy who can't answer his phone half the time because he's in court, you'd probably see ten percent on the high end. As far as like the biggest best outfits that we've worked with on a marketing side, you know, low usually low twenties is probably the the ceiling for that. So twenty thirty percent basically the top. But, you know, to anyone out there who's listening and might be considering that, you know, if you've got that 10% conversion rate and you get a process in place where you can bring it up to 20, that's effectively doubling the amount of business you're going to make the next month without increasing, you know, your marketing spend by a dollar. You know, obviously, you know, there is the cost associated with these services, but it's, you know, fractions of what you you probably make on an average retainer or, you know, case if you're not a retainer-based law. You know, it gets gets pretty interesting stuff. You mentioned that you had some clients that didn't want to have stuff booked for appointments. So do you guys also have the capability, you know, how far do you guys go as far as, you know, potentially closing a client? Is that something that you guys ever have to take on for, for a client? Uh, I guess it would depend on what internally somebody would consider a closed case. A lot of people who use our appointment scheduling would consider getting an appointment scheduled a closed case, I think. But I, like, I, I deal with law firms who have sales teams. And they want us to do a whole intake so that the sales guy can get on the phone 
have all that information about their their lead, call them and convince them to pay. And that's it's a traffic ticket firm, so I mean that's more instantaneous as far as you know you got to pay somebody to go to court and take care of this for you. Right. But yeah, that I think that all depends. A closed case, closed case for somebody could be just a legal intake, and then right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you guys do any sort of like document collection or anything like that? We don't. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, this is also something that usually comes up to whenever we're kind of talking about this stuff is, you know, people talk about stuff like, you know, is it possible for you guys to get in, in hot water for potentially providing legal advice? That's usually a question that comes up whenever we've talked about similar stuff with prospects of ours. Uh, this, I could, I could make you laugh with this stuff. So yeah, we could definitely get in trouble. I don't think we have any lawyers that work for us. We had one guy once who came here and he worked for us for a little bit, but we have no lawyers on premises. And admittedly, the name answering legal sounds like you could kind of get legal advice from us, right? So I'm the guy on the chat mm-hmm. on the website, and people are asking me all sorts of crazy questions about their their situations, and I have to, you know, politely tell them I can't help you. And yeah. we've gotten in the hot water before with with attorneys collecting payments, and that's why you know it's really a good idea for attorneys, especially, to use softwares like LawPay because it separates all your funds mm-hmm. for you. That's something we definitely want to get into down the line because we really can't get in trouble if we're the third party just collecting it. But yeah, we've we've had we've had instances where we we were collecting payments and somebody got in some trouble and we stopped. Yeah, well, that's interesting and kind of leads me to another you know line of questioning, which is you know of the stuff that you've seen, are there any like you know recommendations that you'd have for firms that you guys are working with as you know stuff that's kind of accessory, just kind of like that law pay stuff that you'd recommend people have anyway, especially if they're using a service like yours. Oh, uh, okay, I have a good one. <laughs> my favorite thing is when I I used to be in sales. My favorite thing is when I was in sales when people had, especially in like a one, two, three man firm or woman when they had an outlined plan of who would take phone calls depending on either what time of day it was the type of case or who was assigned to the case so they had really what i what i would call like a a call protocol that makes it so easy for you to talk because the the best person to close a client is you from your firm right if you're the solo guy like i'm not going to close your client you're going to call them back you're going to close your client i'm going to give you the best opportunity that i that i can possibly give you in order for you to do so. But really, you, you, it's your business. You have to do it. So say it's like you have a Monday through Friday schedule. You have three people in your office. And on Mondays and Wednesdays, I know that if a new client comes in after hours, I have to patch it to Mike. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, if a new client comes in, I have to patch it to Janice. And on Fridays, I patch it to the owner who's Pete. And I'm just making up names here. You know what I mean? But right. if there's a certain person who knows that they're on call and they let me know that they're on call, I can totally customize that for them and make sure that I'm calling the right person. And then even if you know there's an emergency, I can do a, I can do a second call. I could call you know the backup guy and he knows that if this person's out or they're not answering for whatever reason that he's going to get the call. And usually if you're getting a call from me after hours, you know what it is. You know the importance of it. So you're going to want to take that call. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Also, it's, it's kind of interesting to bring up the fact that, you know, this is something that it's not, you know, I, I was kind of reaching for, you know, like softwares and stuff like that. But no, realistically, this is something that's completely free. If you find yourself as one of those, you know, uh, several partner firms, this is something that costs nothing but could dramatically 
increase the amount of actual closed business that you guys are bringing the next month. So super interesting, super interesting angle with that, Nick. Kind of want to transition a little bit because, I mean, in addition to the stuff that you guys have been doing in answering legal, you've maintained one of the better communities that I've personally seen in, in the legal marketing space, which is Let's Talk Legal Marketing. Do you mind telling us a little bit about kind of what the community is about? Any sort of trends you guys might have been seeing recently or anything like that? So this was like a crazy idea we had where we had a new hire. His name is Joe. He does an excellent job, but he was brand new. He was really good at social media and I'm really not. So we gave him all of our social media and we decided we're going to start this, this marketing group where we get a bunch of lawyers together and we'll figure out how to monetize it later. But we're going to offer them free legal marketing advice because we're really good at legal marketing. We understand. I mean, that's what we do here. We're the marketing department for, for ourselves. But a lot of the content we put out is we try to help lawyers market for themselves. We know that there's solo guys out there who don't have huge budgets, can't hire you know, Thomson Reuters to go out and write a thousand pieces of content for them. So we try to help them as best we can. We also, we knew that a space like this would be good for us to get our content to like a community that we could curate. So we kind of foster conversations in there. And it, it blew up into this because Joe does a great job. He's a mediator. He writes a lot of great content. He gives a lot of great advice. He does all these cool interviews with people. I think I'm, that's how we found you. <laughs> uh, right, actually, it is. <laughs> I forgot you're a member of the group. And there's so many people in it now. And there's all these crazy, like cool conversations going on. And it's everything from, you know, can somebody recommends uh, a firm who can do paid advertising for me to, you know, just like cartoons about like lawyer jokes. Um, <laughs> and there's like war stories in there of, of, you know, what not to do. And then there's, you know, I tried this great strategy and this worked for me. What, what would be a trend that I've seen going on in the group? I really like that people kind of crowdsource how they should be marketing their firm. And we have a lot of great people in there who they're not really just marketers, they're business consultants. We have this one great lady. She's always commenting that you should do um, delegation. <laughs> her name is Dina Eisenberg. Yeah. Right, Joe? Dina Eisenberg. Her whole business is built on helping lawyers set up delegation practices and you know, like processes by which they can run their business and automation. I would say that a lot of people will ask for sort of like that type of consulting. How should I best approach hiring this person to write content for me? How should I go about doing this? It's a lot of self-starters who want to know how other people got started. They come to the group and they get a lot of help. It's really cool. Now, that's interesting. And you know, from, from most of the, the, the people that I've been speaking to in the process of running Case Fuel, I would say like the biggest distinction between the attorneys I'm speaking to is, you know, there's people who are, you know, quite happy to just, you know, crank along, make a decent living. They have no ambitions of being a regional player, being 10 times the size that they are right now in five or 10 or however many years. But then there's also the people that are, are self-motivated and, you know, to, to kind of have a place online for those kind of people, it's, it's interesting to see what comes. That's actually the first I've, I've, uh, I've heard of Dina, but a lot of these things sort of sort of uh, help each other out. Like, you know, in, in theory, you know, you got somebody who uh, maybe is able to delegate a bit more, which, you know, maybe allows them to get a little bit more focus on, you know, building the business. And once that happens, and then, you know, they might have some more work to delegate or, you know, have to end up hiring a service like answering legal or something like that. So it's, it's a kind of interesting ecosystem that we've seen there. All right, cool. So thanks again for, I mean, I think this has been a super great conversation, Nick. As far as getting in touch with you, if, if anything in this podcast has kind of resonated with anyone that's listening, what's the best way to get in touch with, uh, with you and the company? 
So the best way to get in touch with us is on our website, answeringlegal.com, one word, no hyphens, no nothing. And we have like a 24-hour hotline that you can call. It's 631-400-8000. Sales guys are here all week during normal business hours. What are we, 9 to 7 p.m. Eastern time? And if not, I mean, we answer our phone, we do an intake on you. So you can get us that way. I was going to say, it's, uh, it's, I think the, the strategy is referred to as eating your own dog food. So if you guys want to see what the intake could look like, you know, just give, give Nick and the team over answering legal a talk. All right. Awesome. Thanks again for the time, Nick. For everyone else that's listening, this has been the Law Firm Growth Podcast, and we're looking forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for listening to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.